It's time for this week's edition of the Virtual Bible Study. The Virtual Bible Study is a live, internet-only, call-in program dedicated to the honest study and discussion of God's Word. Do you have a question about something in the Bible? Or are you simply interested in learning more about the Scriptures? If so, we hope you'll stay tuned tonight as we look into the pages of God's Word. The Virtual Bible Study is brought to you this time each week by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. You can participate in the discussion tonight by calling 93 Three one three eight one four five six seven, or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com. We hope you'll take out your Bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of God's Word on this edition of the Virtual Bible Study. And we welcome you to the program. This is the Virtual Bible Study for Thursday, March, December 29th, 2011, last program of the year. My name is Jacob Gwynn. My father, Greg Gwynn, is here. Hello, Dad. Thank you, Jacob. Good to be with you on Thursday night. As usual it is, and uh, a, a timely topic tonight. And thank you for joining us on the program, and we look forward to your comments of this timely uh, discussion at 877-381-4567. Email questions at collegeview.com, and join the chat room if you're listening to us live on the program. The topic tonight is? The topic tonight has to do with New Year's resolutions, Jacob. It's, it just seems appropriate for us to talk about that subject. Not the first time that we've done that on the, this top program no, slot. Uh, we've done that sort of thing. I, I was checking back in our archives, and we haven't done it exactly this way, but we talked, we've talked before. I mean, it, it just seems like it is a, a reasonable thing to do at this time of year to do some such evaluations. And I want to talk about that. I want to see what people's opinion is as to whether – this is even a valuable concept, whether the whole concept that people go through at New Year's of making resolutions is a reasonable or a beneficial kind of a thing to do. Let us know your thoughts on that. That's one question you sent out yeah. earlier today. Yeah, we sent out to our update list earlier today, and we remind you that we we always send out these updates on Thursday uh, around noontime, sometimes a little before noon, often a little afternoon. But you can get an idea of what we're going to be talking about on the virtual Bible study, and you can start giving us feedback. Um, so if you'd like to be on our update list, send us an email, questions at collegeview.com, and put your put in the subject line, add me to your list. You'll get the updates on Thursday. Usually on Tuesday every week we send out an email version of our weekly church bulletin from here at College View, and you can get that too. Those are the only two emails we'll send you, uh, and we won't torment you. We won't sell your information to others. Uh We'll just do it that way. Okay, I like that. Uh, so uh, let us you know. I get some other emails from you, though. Well, yeah, but not, but but uh, you. Oh, those, you, those are personal. Aren't those they? are personal. Okay, emails, yeah. Um, and by the way, if you've been getting our emails but suddenly you stopped getting them, check check your spam filter and see if we're getting uh, funneled over into your spam folder because we haven't changed anything and we haven't purged our list, and so check that out. Um, to our update list today, we sent these questions. Number one, do you think that New Year's resolutions are helpful? And then as sort of in that same vein or, or sort of side points or sub points to that question, is there a downside to making resolutions? Okay. Then again, do you make any resolutions? And then why do you think people frequently fail in keeping their resolutions. Wow, that's a lot of parts. Uh, that's that's really all part of question one. Question two, what would be some appropriate resolutions for an individual Christian to make? Okay. And then number three, what would be some appropriate resolutions for a local congregation to make? In other words, have you ever thought in terms of congregationally coming together and setting certain goals and objectives for the new year? Uh See what you think about that as well. All right. We'll look forward to your comments and your discussion on those important questions. And the line is toll-free, and the line is open at 877-381-4567. Email questions at collegeview.com and join in the chat room with other listeners on the program tonight. If you're listening to this in the recorded podcast version, we're glad that you're listening, and we welcome your comments at any time as well. And maybe you've never been to our website. It is thevirtualbiblestudy.com. Find out more information about us, the College View Church of Christ, and listen to past programs uh, from uh, years gone by of the virtual Bible study. We're glad that you're listening to us in the recorded version, and we'd like to hear from you as well. Anthony's behind the controls tonight. Anthony, welcome to the program. Glad to have you here. Thanks. It's good to be here. It's been a couple of weeks, so always good to be uh, back behind the uh, magic curtain. 
Magic Curtain with the Anthony cam as well. Yeah, yeah, you can, you can't forget that. There we go. And, right. uh, and Anthony, uh, New Year's resolutions, you making any? I, I actually did. I actually wrote some down for the first time, I think, ever in my life. You actually wrote them out? I wrote them on a sticky note, and they're on my uh, monitor at at my desk. So wow. we'll what, see. What happens when the sticky wears off? Yeah, or? well, you know, maybe that's my, my you know, escape patch. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk along those lines about keeping them and how good we are at keeping them. Um we asked the question, do you think that New Year's resolutions are helpful? And this, this course, is in a spiritual realm, right? Right. Well, I mean, we could talk about resolutions that pertain to, you know, your physical well-being, you know, maybe going on a diet, maybe getting exercise. Man, there will be lots of resolutions like that made here in the next few days. I'm going to eat less. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get on a regular exercise regimen. I'm going to walk, you know, five times a, a week. Uh, all kinds of things like that. We, uh, millions of people will be making millions of such resolutions, and and they're not necessarily bad. Those, some of those could be very good and needful, but we're more interested in the kind of resolutions that a Christian might make in regards to spiritual uh, life and service to God and um, improving. Uh, in the things that we do uh, to bring glory to God's name. Well, along those lines, Chris in Georgia uh, responded to your question, do you think New Year's resolutions are helpful? He agrees. Yes, they're very helpful as long as you follow through. We all need targets to shoot for. Well, you know, resolutions, I think, are based on two things. One of the things is an evaluation of where I am. Mm-hmm. And the second part is setting a goal to to a, arrive at a new level. In mm-hmm. other words, uh, Resolution-making comes from saying, I'm not where I want to be right now. For instance, a, a weight loss resolution would come from saying, I'm too heavy right now. I need to lose weight. Right now, I'm not happy with where I am, with how much I weigh. And then the second part of the resolution is saying, here's my goal. Here's what I want to shoot mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. So so the, the first part of resolution-making is self-evaluation and actually – that's very appropriate for a Christian to do. In mm-hmm. other words, uh, uh, can they be helpful? Yeah, they can be helpful. In fact, the Lord even encourages us to do that sort of thing. Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith, prove your own selves. And so there by inspiration, the Apostle Paul said it is a, a necessary thing for us to spend time evaluating ourselves, making sure where we are and wh- that we're where we need to be, Spiritually. Well, he exhorted others to do that, but Paul also did that himself in Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth into those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He had to do some evaluation in that aspect as well, personally, to know where he was and where he needed to be. That's exactly right. And in that passage, he also, I think, mentioned the second part of resolution making. That is to set a goal. He said... This one thing I do, uh, I press for the mark of the prize, the high calling uh, of God in Christ Jesus. So, in other words, he, that passage suggested that he had set some goals for himself or established some priorities that he was pursuing. So you do both things in regards to uh, resolution making. So I would say, my I would agree with Chris, yes, I think that resolutions are helpful and in a sense, the Lord even told us to go through such an uh, exercise, not in this, obviously not at New Year's. Right. Uh, there, there's no time frame associated with the biblical instructions in regard to evaluating yourself and setting your priorities. But uh, certainly the Bible says, I think, that we should do that sort of thing. New Year's, I wonder, any thoughts on why people pick New Year's as the day to do that sort of thing? Why not say... On the 4th of July, I'm going on a diet. Oh, I, well, I don't know. I guess it's uh, that whole new beginning thing. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, and plus probably the fact that uh, over the last few weeks of the year, especially in regards to some physical things, eating too much and getting not enough exercise, people probably feel like they especially need to do that. But uh, we're just saying we can seize that moment and make it beneficial for us spiritually. Well, but there is some danger to that. Don't wait until the new year to start uh, doing what you need to do. I mean, there's, there's some danger in the idea of, oh, well, i got to wait till January 1st to get rid of this sin in my life, for instance. 
Okay. Yeah. We we don't want to wait. In other words, if if I was evaluating myself uh, August thirteenth, and I said, here's this thing in my spiritual life that really needs to change. I don't need to be waiting till New Year's Day to make that change. That's right. So that right. could be damaging. Well, yeah. we've got a we've got some question a question in the con- in the chat room tonight, and also a comment from anonymous uh, listener guest uh, says, "Hey, don't be bashing resolutions too much. We need per- we personal trainers bank on them. It's a blessing from the Lord." Well, well, I'm sure personal trainers do get an advantage from people going on exercise maybe, uh, maybe, uh, resolutions. Maybe I'm we sure need that. some spiritual trainers. That yeah. might be neat. Yeah. Hey, uh, Dell in the chat room says, I wonder if you make resolutions and then do not keep them. Is that a form of lying? Hmm. Yeah, I want to get to that when we talk about people not keeping their resolutions. But I, I, think about that. Think about Dell's question. Are we lying if we make a resolution and don't keep it? That's no. something to consider. Um, uh, if it's a vow to the Lord, it would be. That's let's talk about that. Yeah, but I do think that resolutions can be helpful. Again, New Year's is just a, sort of a, a timing motivation. It's a new year. It's a start of something. I want to try for the next twelve months to do this or that that needs to be improved in my life. And so, uh, if that if that helps us. I don't think there's anything that we could say from the Bible that would condemn using a trigger point like that to help us get started. All right. 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeview.com. In you- fact, well, before we move from that, I, uh, back to Chris's comment, we all need targets to shoot for. I really think that in our spiritual life, if we don't have certain goals established, then we're then we're not going to be growing like we need to. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18 Peter said, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're to be growing. And I don't care how long you've been a Christian. That's a, a command for you. Grow, get stronger, do better, accomplish more. In order to do that, I think you've got to have some goals in mind. If you don't, if you don't have those targets that you're shooting for, then you probably won't grow. And so I, I, would, I would argue that it, it's, it's pretty essential in, in the broad sense. I'm not saying New Year's resolutions, but the, in the broad sense – Evaluating yourself and committing yourself to certain goals are both, I think, sound scriptural principles. And, and finding the goals and the targets isn't that hard. We just need to look to the scriptures. You can't read very many verses without coming across at least one target that you need to be shooting for. And so uh, we certainly have no shortage of uh, goals that we should be setting. We look forward to hearing from you on the program tonight. Make that a resolution. Why don't you make it a resolution that you'll... Comment on the virtual Bible study on a regular basis in the coming year. How about that, Anthony? Will that one work? Yeah, I think that's a that's a great idea. There you go. I think we've got we've got a, a, a smaller than usual listening audience tonight. I think it's probably because this is such a busy time of year, uh, and maybe that all that hectic uh, running around and and so forth, not devoting time to certain things is one of those motivations that says I want to do better in the new year. Let things slip a little bit. Maybe. Okay. All right, the second part of this question, we'll introduce this before we get to our first break. Um, is there a downside to making resolutions? In other words, we were just saying there's a positive basis on which we would make resolutions. Is there a downside to it? In other words, is, is there something that says, well, I don't do it, and here's the reason why, because I've had this or that experience, and it makes me think that doing resolutions is is not very helpful. Is there a downside? Chris uh, in Atlanta said making unrealistic or ungodly resolutions. If you're unrealistic with your goals, then you can become discouraged and give up on your goal. Mm. I think that's I think that Chris uh, has has hit upon what I was trying to suggest with that question. In other words, if I make it a goal or if if I make a resolution and say I'm going to convert 25 people in the new year. I, I want to teach and convert and see 25 people baptized into the Lord in the next 12 months. Yeah, well, That'd be a wonderful thing. But if I don't make it and then I get down and discouraged and, you know, uh, I, I wish that that was a realistic thing. But unfortunately, our experience has borne out that it's going to be really hard to find 25 it's people. foolish to talk about conversions anyways because we know that that's beyond our control. That, and it's up uh, to the people. Uh, right. That, that's right. Uh, and so if, if I made an unrealistic re- resolution like that, I could get discouraged. Uh, and, and that could be, that could become, 
you know, that, that could wear me down to where I, I would end up not doing as much as I would have done otherwise. Right. And so uh, I think Chris is right that there's the downside. You've got to be realistic. Instead of setting a number of how many people I'm going to convert, say, I'm going to talk to as many people as I can. I can do that. That's my end of, this, of, of the proposition. I'm going to talk to as many people. I, I, and, and I might sit down. And we've talked about this before in the virtual Bible study. I might sit down and actually write out. Anthony, you were talking about writing out your, your uh, resolutions on a, a sticky note. I might sit down and write out a, a list of people that I'm going to do my best to talk to these people within the next year about the Lord. And I could name family members that are not saved. I could name co-workers that I'm with all the time. I could talk. I could. I could mention my neighbors that I haven't spoken to before about such matters. You know, they're just. And and now, I can follow through on that. And I, I can. If I if I stick with it, I can fulfill that resolution. Right. And it's not up to them. Uh, in other words, whether or not they receive my my words is not going to dash my resolution keeping that's right we'll talk about that on the other side is why do you think people frequently fail in keeping resolutions but we do need to take a break and uh, we'll give you time uh to get on the line uh, give us a call and uh, let us know your thoughts or send an email get your thoughts together and join in the discussion on the other side the virtual bible study will continue right after this have you checked out all of the resources on collegeview.com lately? Check it out now while you listen to these important messages. The virtual Bible study will be right back after this. Hi, this is Jordan Sanders from College View Church of Christ, and here's some thoughts for you today. Have you ever wondered why there never seems to be enough time to get everything done? Well, we may not have the answer. According to an article in U.S. News, an average American in his lifetime will spend six months at a stop sign, eight months opening junk mail, one year looking for misplaced items, two years unsuccessfully trying to return telephone calls, five years waiting in the line, and six years eating. Other recent studies suggest that we will spend as much as 20 years watching TV and even more time sleeping. Now, to put this in proper perspective, think of this. If you attend every service of church, Sunday Bible study, Sunday morning and evening worship, and Wednesday night Bible study, you will spend only about 1.5 years total. That's only slightly more time than you will spend looking for misplaced items and only about twice as much time as you will spend opening junk mail. But some Christians will not even do this much. Over and over again, we return to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Do not forsake the assembly of ourselves together. God commands us to assemble. Why? The context of this verse clearly shows that it is for our benefit. Are you taking advantage of this great blessing? Christian, how are you using your time? If you don't regularly attend all of the services, you may be spending more time opening junk mail than worshiping God. Isn't that a terrifying thought? Here are some quotes worth pondering. Moral strength is apt to be measured as much by longevity as by a sudden burst of power. Sometimes it takes more strength to resist speaking than to speak. Indifference is one of the main enemies of truth. One of the best medicines for depression is to go out and do something for somebody. Man, I wish I'd said that. Missed a recent virtual Bible study program? Listen to any of our past programs from the archive section of our website. Now, back to the virtual Bible study. Yeah, that's right. If you got a, one of those uh, iPods for uh, over the holidays, it would be a good way to use it by signing up for our podcast. And the instructions are on our website, thevirtualbiblestudy.com. It'll just go to those things automatically. That, every, time, every time we post a new one, which we try to do within the hour after the virtual Bible study ends... The new podcast is up, so if you program your, how do you do that? You, it's a podcast receiver. You pod, you, but you program it to look at that time. That's well, you just program it to look. I don't know if you give it a time or not. I guess it depends on your software. Yeah, but it's automatically. And it'll come boom. to you automatically, and it'll be there for you to listen as you're commuting to work the next morning. Well, that's a good idea. Or while you're exercising, part of your resolution. Yeah, yeah there, there you go. go. Yeah, there you go. Okay. okay. All right, uh, we're, we're talking about New Year's resolutions, and I, I, I hope that uh, we have agreement from everybody that they can be helpful because they're based upon some some uh, scriptural admonitions to evaluate ourselves and to prioritize our lives and to set goals. Paul said to do it, and Paul did it. Not necessarily New Year's resolutions, but he did analyze and prioritize and set goals. That's right. Now, uh, we asked the question, do you make any, and if so, are you good about keeping them uh, and our single responded to that question was Chris, who said, yes, he makes them, but yes and no to, yes and no to keep them. Good about keeping some, not good about others. 
I think that that's a common uh, outcome that a lot of people have. They they make the resolutions, but then they don't always stick with them. In fact, they frequently fail, and so that led to the second. Well, wouldn't you say though that, and maybe we can broaden the subject that that New Year's resolutions closely parallel goals in general that people make is that we make goals, we we see areas where we're deficient and we need to make changes, and we say, okay, I'm going to do better, and then over time maybe we fizzle out. Yeah, I think that happens. I I mean, we were saying earlier there are going to be a lot of uh, diets started and there are going to be a lot of exercise programs started here at the first of the year as people make resolutions. But probably by the end of January or mid-February at the latest, uh, the, the majority will have gone by the board and uh, people will be back into the same practices that they had leading up to the new year. And so what's the problem there? What's what's causing that? We ask, why do you think people frequently fail in keeping resolutions? If you're um, uh, in the chat room, give us your thoughts. Why do you think people fail? Chris said there can be several reasons. They can be unrealistic. In other words, the goals, the resolutions can be unrealistic, or they may be goals that are just not very motivating to achieve. I have found the best way to keep resolutions is to know the why behind your goal and make it something that excites you. If you say, I want to lose weight and my why is so that I'll be healthy, then that is about as exciting as watching paint dry. Well, just uh, lay it out there for us, Chris. On the other hand, if you say, I want to lose weight so I can play with my children and not get tired, fly somewhere in coach and be able to fit into the seat or fit into size X clothes or run a 5K race by next June. Those are reasons that you can get excited about. That's good. Yeah. Another reason resolutions fail is they're not written down. Also, you need to evaluate your progress on a regular basis. I'm not bragging, but by using these simple steps, I was able to lose significant amount of weight, read several more books in a year than I had done the past five years and many other smaller goals. So way to go, Chris. Um, I, I like his I like his analysis there, and he's thought about it more deeply than I have. Um, in other words, you gotta you he, we already said you gotta be realistic about your goals. You get discouraged if you make unrealistic goals that probably can't be reached, or that are not even within your power to necessarily achieve. Like we were saying, I'm going to convert 25 people next year. Well, that. I may work just as hard as I can, but those 25 people may not be receptive to the gospel's call. Uh, so you got to be realistic, and you got to you got to put the resolutions in regards to the spiritual things we're talking about. You got to put the resolutions into the realm of things that are within your power to achieve. All right. Now, so they got to be realistic, as he said, and then you've got to put motivators in there as to why. Uh, as he was saying, I want to lose weight so I'll be healthy. Well, that's that's so vague. It doesn't do much good. Okay. Uh, but he says if you can make it more more uh, direct, something more hands-on, something more tangible that you can actually see, that helps. Anthony. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you're not going to be have any motivation to do something if, if you don't know why you're doing it or you don't have a good reason to do it. Um, you know, so when you're making your goals, you would need to think about what the benefits would be. Um, and have some real, like you say, Greg, a tangible benefit to what you're doing. Yeah, and we're going to talk about some specific resolutions here uh, a little later in the program, but I like that concept a lot. All right. The uh, comments in the chat room, the quantity is slow, but the quality is very good tonight. Uh, Guest in the chat room says, I just looked up resolution, and it means to make a firm decision. So we can see many examples in the Bible of this. One that comes to my mind would be Joshua for what he said in Joshua 24:15. Exactly. You know, As for me and my Lord. house, we will serve the Lord. That's right. And so that was a resolution, and that needs to be a resolution that we need to make. Uh, good comment. And stick with. And Dell in the chat room says it is a good idea to inventory your past year and see where you succeeded and also came up short. With the start of the new year, you can start anew and try again to better your life or others. Okay. Excellent comments there as well. I I also like, and I do like that comment, and I like the idea that Chris had in his email where he said you need to write down your resolutions, you need to evaluate your progress on a regular basis. That's that's important. Again, it's like Paul's, uh, what he was doing, he was taking inventory of his life. If I make this resolution, but then I don't have any reminders of it, then I'll probably not keep it. And if I don't measure myself regularly to see how I'm doing in that resolution, I probably won't keep it. So Anthony already said he wrote down some resolutions on a sticky note, 
we can do that. Write down someplace some of the specific things that you want to do in the new year. Not we're not talking about diet or exercise, which are all are very very fine things. We're not we're not knocking that. We're talking about spiritual resolutions. Write down some of the things that you want to improve in, and then at the end of January, you say, how am I doing that? Or maybe don't even wait till the end of January. Maybe after the first week, after the third week, after two, after a month, after three months, at, at regular intervals, say, I'm, how am I doing in achieving the things that I set as goals for myself? All right, guest in the chat room adds this. I think you can use biblical examples to discuss this. Let's take the example of the dog returning to its vomit. Why do people return to the bad things in life? It is because it is what they are conditioned to do. Uh, the, they know it makes them happy, and so they revert back to their old ways. Okay. I think yeah, I would agree with that. I, I would think that a, a lot of the reasons that people slip back into, in particular, sinful things. In other words, here's the first of the year, and a person says, I want to quit drinking. Kicking or, the cap. I, I, I want to quit uh, uh, looking at pornography, or mm-hmm. I, I want to quit uh, uh being un, an ungodly husband toward my wife. Right. Uh, the reason why people then fail to keep that is because they are not being eternally long-sighted. They're being short-sighted. They're, they're making the mistake of looking at the moment rather than looking at the long term. And uh, they need to remember the example of Moses, who, who it says in Hebrews chapter 11, uh, verses 24 and 25, by faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. And so Moses was faced with, there's, there's uh, you know, the pleasure of sin for a season. Nobody denies that sin has pleasure. It's temporary. Moses knew that. He, he was a wise enough man and had a, a uh, a deep enough spiritual side to him that he he could see these things don't last. There's right. something better that does last, and I'm going to go for that. All right. Uh, well, guest adds, just as people lose focus on the Lord, they lose focus on their physical goals as well. And focus is, as you mentioned, required and necessary. And, uh, Anthony, we may have to take extreme measures. You're, you're typing in some comments there in the chat room. But, uh, you know, we may have to uh, we may have to do some things that are uncomfortable. Right. I mean, you know, I was thinking of the of the example, you know, when Jesus said that if, you know, if our right hand, I'm paraphrasing, I may not have the it all right, but, you know, if our right hand offends us, you know, cut it off. It's better to enter into life maimed than, you know, than to suffer eternally and things like that. You're, so. sort, of, you're sort of leading into maybe the next question that you had here uh, on uh, your questions about some good and appropriate resolutions for an individual to make. We may take that into the next break, but... Uh, one of the things that we ought to make, one of the resolutions we ought to make, is we're quit playing around with the sins that uh, yeah. we've been struggling with. Just cut it. Cut it off. Yeah. Uh, that passage that you alluded to there, uh, it's worded a couple different places in the gospel accounts, but in Matthew's account, Anthony, in Matthew chapter 5, uh, verse 29, If thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee, for it is probable for thee that one of thy members should perish, not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. Well, it put in there the things that are causing us trouble. If it's a friend or a so-called friend who keeps dragging me down, then I need to I need to sever that tie. It'd be better to be without that association than to let that association drag me down and keep me from going to heaven. If I have trouble... Uh you know, viewing things on television that I shouldn't view, then it would be good for me to get rid of the television. Or, Maybe that's my New Year's goal. I'm going to throw or, the television if, out of the car. Or if I can't control myself on the Internet. Right. It'd be better not to have an Internet connection than right. to keep the Internet connection and let it drag me down and keep me from being what God wants me to be and losing my salvation and not having the, the wonderful blessing of heaven and eternity. All right. And we have the question that Dell posed earlier before the break. We need to get into this. If I make a resolution and I don't keep it, is it a form of lying? What do you think about that? Um, well, I suppose it'd be in the way that you worded it. Uh, Anthony, is it a form of lying? I don't know. A hot seat. I, hot I, seat. I, I've never, I've never thought of that before. I mean, if it's just something you're writing down as something a personal goal that you're making, I don't, 
I don't see right off that it would be a lie. Um, I'm having a hard time. I, I, I think it's how you word it. I mean, it's how you commit to it. If I say I'm going to do my best uh, to do this or that, then, you know, that leaves room for the fact that I may not get it done. Maybe that's and, why and your fulfilled. resolutions aren't working. You're leaving some wiggle room there. But if I if I say I promise that I'm going to walk a mile every day this next year, well, that's probably, first of all, unrealistic. But secondly, it's worded in such a way that I'm almost guaranteeing failure. You know, I promise to do it every day. Well, there's almost certain to come up certain things that will keep me from doing it on some days. Guest asked the question, would it be similar to breaking a vow? Well, if it was worded as a vow. If yeah. you worded as it a vow, so you might want to take then, then it would be breaking a vow if you didn't do what you said you were going to do. All right. And so I think, I think that that tells us we, we, want, to be, we want to be positive and, and committed to making these measures toward improvement but, again, this goes back to the word that Chris was using in his email. Be realistic about it uh, and, and don't, don't, word it in such a, don't word it in such a way as you're setting yourself up for failure. Does that lead yourself then to have uh, sort of benign resolutions? I might maybe possibly, if I can, listen to the virtual Bible study more next year. Well, again, uh, uh, it's a two-edged sword. If you, if you word it so vaguely with so many outs in it, then it probably is not going to do you any good. Uh, it's not much of a resolution if you say, I might maybe should and I will if I can uh, do this or that. that. That's not much of a resolution. Yes, uh, said Jesus said, let your yes be yes and your no, no. So things we need to consider as we make our resolutions. And we're going to take a break and we'll get uh, this week's bullet point and we'll get your comments on the other side of the break. Uh, got a comment here from Dell. we'll talk about on the other side of the break as well, and comments from you on the phone and over email and in the chat room. Now, if you're not logged in in the chat room, it's easy. Follow the instructions at the bottom of the chat window. No personal information is required, and you can be chatting with other listeners on the program tonight. Don't go anywhere. The virtual Bible study will continue right after this. Are you listening? There's going to be a test on this stuff. Stay tuned. The virtual Bible study will be right back after this. This is Greg Wynn with this week's Bullet Point. It's easy to become overwhelmed at the thought of a big assignment or a difficult challenge. Sometimes the contemplation of a long and hard task makes us weary even before we begin. In such instances, it can be helpful to break the job down into smaller, doable segments. As these manageable bites are accomplished, the whole project ultimately gets completed. As we think about our obligations in service to the Lord, we might feel weighed down. But if we think in terms of the single acts of duty that we can definitely achieve, everything is soon within our reach. Add in God's promised help, as he mentioned in Hebrews 13, 5, and 6, and we're well on our way to success. Like Paul, we can say, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me, Philippians 4, verse 13. As we begin this new year, think of some of the things that need to be done, some of the things that you know you should be doing, and think positively about each one. Have the attitude that says, I can do that. For instance, I can read my Bible every day. That's doable, and in the process, I will become a better Bible student. I can attend every worship service and Bible study. Taken one at a time, this will soon add up to a whole year of faithful service, a whole year of gaining strength, a whole year of encouraging my brethren, a whole year of glorifying God. Wow, that's really worth doing. I can talk to my friend, my neighbor, my family member, or my co-worker about my faith in Christ and the blessings it brings into my life. Who knows? That may lead to a conversion over the course of time. I can do that. I can pray for my brethren, thinking regularly about their spiritual and physical well-being. As I do that, they will be helped, and I will develop a stronger and more caring relationship with them. There are a lot of little things that are within my grasp, and they all add up to some really good and necessary accomplishments for the Lord. All I need is an attitude that says, I can do that. That's this week's bullet point. Think about it. This is Stephen Nicholson, a member of the College View Church of Christ, and I want to invite you to be a regular participant on the virtual Bible study. Your input by way of emails and phone calls are always welcome during the live program. We're also open to your suggestions about possible topics for discussion on upcoming editions of the program. We'd love to hear from you anytime. Broadcasting around the world with truths that are out of this world. The virtual Bible study. Take it away, guys. And we're back on the program tonight, and we welcome you back and look forward to hearing from you. Guest has had an interesting comment in the chat room uh, during the break, Anthony, and uh, one that you uh, commented on as well. Yeah, you know, he, he was uh, he or she was making the point um, 
you know, that, that if we see something that needs to be fixed, uh, just fix it. There's no need to wait, you know, till uh, New Year. So, and we kind of said that before. Um, it, and it goes to the point that, that was also made. We need to constantly be evaluating ourselves, and, um, you know, we should be in that mode of, of constant uh, evaluation, not to the point that we're, you know, we have some sort of anxiety complex, but just on a regular basis. Right. You know, that, to me, the resolution thing, though, I, mean, I, I agree complete with the idea that if there's something that needs to be fixed, let's say that that maybe my problem is viewing pornography. Mm-hmm. I do not need to wait till January 1st to make up my mind to stop viewing pornography. Or if I'm drinking alcohol and I realize that's a sin, I don't have to wait. But I, if, I, if the new year causes you to think, then that's good. Yeah. It's just like you know, maybe, you know, uh, worshiping on Sunday causes you to think, and that's a good time for you to make yeah. a resolution. But I, I, what I'm thinking is, though, that these resolutions that are typically not in regards to things that I'm doing that are sinfully wrong. Things you could do better. Things that I could do better. I can do better. I can pray more frequently. I can study more often. I can talk to more people about the Lord. And that's not saying that I don't pray that I don't study or that I never talk to anybody about the Lord, but I'm saying I want to strive to set higher goals for myself in those areas. And to me, that's the idea of resolution making. It's more in, in the, in the terms of positive things. But that again, I if do. you decide you could study more, don't wait. I mean, you could study, decide to study more on March 31st. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now one for uh, consideration here from Dell. Dell says it would be nice if we could write the resolutions from some of our friends and give them the list to consider. Some people need a shove to see what they are doing. Yeah, that's the idea of accountability, you know, and or just another perspective because sometimes we're blind to our own faults. But I guess we need to be careful that we're not focusing on things that other people could do better and not focusing on well, what we could do better. But think about think think about something that's common that a lot of people can relate to. When you go on a diet, what do you try to do? Usually, you try to get somebody to go on a diet with you, and because okay. there, there's a sort of a support, there's a support mechanism there, and a sort yeah. of an accountability that you gain from that. So, uh, if that works that way, and I think it does, then would it work for me to say, uh, I want to study the Bible more this year? That's not saying that I haven't studied it in the past, but I want to do even more in the future. And I'm going to call Anthony and say, Anthony. Uh, uh, let's make a deal, let's make an agreement, and let's hold each other accountable in this matter of reading our Bible or something okay. like that. that yeah. That's not bad. I think that's, that's pretty a good, good idea. idea. All right. Uh, guess as a church could benefit if someone made a New Year's resolution to be more spiritual. Certainly it could yeah. because the church is only as strong as the members. And so if we're failing to be what we should be, then the church is suffering by default. And so let's get into that. What are okay. some things that I can do personally, some resolutions I can make personally? That will help me be stronger, be more pleasing to God, and, as a result, help the church. Jeff, here in Columbia, Tennessee, said in regards to personal resolutions, reading the Bible through, or constant study, keeping God first, keep our life in proper perspective. All uh, worthy things good. for sure. Yep. Uh, Jeff has done two th- had two kinds of resolutions there. One is a very specific one. Right. Read the Bible through. Yeah, you can help with that. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. The second one that he mentioned is keeping God first. Well, that's sort of a, a generality, keeping God first. Yeah. Now, in regards to, to resolution making, I actually think resolution making is better in, if we do the first of those things, make something specific. Specific. A specific goal rather than a generally stated goal. I want to keep God first in my life in the new year. Well, that's certainly a worthy thing, but it's, it's vague enough that I may not I may I may not be able to see the target clearly, and 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 maybe therefore not able to evaluate myself as as thoroughly as I need to. Well, Anthony, uh, in your workplace, uh, your uh, company probably has certain ideas that you should apply as you're making your goals for your professional uh, career. Uh, those goals are told are told need to be specific. Uh, you, you can't be vague and, and, and ambiguous with your goals that you set for yourself in your career. And right. um, you, have, you have to be measurable goals. Have you heard the term smart goals, Anthony? Ooh, smart goals. No, that's that's a new buzzword. That oh, a new a ca- new, is that a new catchphrase? Wow. Wow. It's been around for a while. But that's one wow. that, uh, that smart, goals. smart goals. You have to be specific. You have to be measurable. 
attainable, realistic, I think, and time. They have to have a time. Oh, so the, it's an acronym. It's an acronym. Smart. Say, say it again. Specific, specific measurable, measurable, attainable. I think realistic is the R, and T, T they have to have a time Within time. time okay. Huh. Yeah. So you yeah. can't say, yeah, I'm just going to. Well, I mean, put it God first is a good thing, but that's not very specific. And <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. Jeff did both. He did, he did a general one and a specific one. I, I think the specific ones are probably more helpful. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, uh, along the lines of general um, goals, our former CEO at, at my company used to always say that he made a personal goal to be to be 10% better every year. And I was like, what, <laughs> what does that mean? How yeah. do you measure that? Yeah. That, that is a per- I, I always thought that was bizarre. And so maybe, that's that's why not the C- maybe that's why he's not the CEO right. anymore. <laughs> that, that's an example of maybe a way too general of a goal. Right? Yeah, okay. Uh, and then Chris mentions some goals that he thinks are appropriate. He says, be healthy, read through the Bible, do an in-depth Bible study on several subjects in which you are not familiar with, offer to share the gospel and have a study with X number of people a week. I have some more, but I'm out of time. Hope everyone has a safe and happy new year, he says. Uh, both Jeff and Chris mentioned something, and you said, Jay, we can help with that, reading the Bible yeah, you and reading it through in a year. Um, we mentioned this uh, last week and maybe two weeks ago as well, but every year the the uh, College View Church here in Columbia prints a Bible reading calendar. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're doing it again this year. This is the 11th time we've done it. So we've already completed 10 years, and we're starting into the 11th year. We try to encourage members here to follow that Bible reading schedule. And we make it available to anybody who wants it. And I have had, since we mentioned it on, on the program, Jacob, I had, I've have had some requests. One even from Australia. Australia. You remember Peter often yeah. listens in Australia. Peter asked me to send it to him, and Do I did. Do they use the same calendar down there? I think the calendar is the same. You use it upside same. down, don't you? Yeah, maybe. Maybe okay. it works backwards okay. or something. Or you read from right to left. Oh, that's it. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I was able to send it to him by email. And by, by the way, I can do that for you, too. If you, It's in our, our, our little Bible reading calendar is in Microsoft Word format, and I can email that to you if you'd like an email. You can email it and then send them a hard copy so they you could keep the hard copy later, maybe, and then... Either way, yeah. but but you've got time here. Uh, the As we mentioned, it's a five-day reading schedule, so... You know, maybe we've said tonight we're going to read the Bible every day. Well, if you if you read oh. if you follow this schedule, you read the Bible every week. Okay. You, you read five. It's uh, what well, I like that though because it gives you a couple of days a week to catch right. up if right. you fall behind, and uh, it's it, it it follows a chronological base in the Bible. You're not just starting at Genesis and reading through to Revelation. You're doing some Old Testament reading. You're doing it chronologically, mm-hmm. you, and, and when you get to the historical parts where the prophets fit in, the prophets are inserted. Right. Uh, and in the New Testament, you you're, have a New Testament reading uh, every day as well. And you get through the Bible in a year. And it's really, it's not burdensome. I think sometimes people say, oh, man, I just don't, I'm so busy, I don't have time to do that. It takes maybe 10 minutes a day. And you, and, and, and you can get through it in a year. And it's not burdensome. And, and, uh, for my part, I, I like to read it first thing in the morning. I get my cup of coffee and sit down and, and read that, and it gets my day off to a good start. I spend a little time reading the Bible, and that motivates me to spend a little time in prayer, and the day's off to a good start. And that doesn't mean that every day finishes on a good note, but at least it gets off to a good start. All right, and Chris has sparked an idea with guests in the chat room. He says, oh, I like the idea of studying in depth on more biblical topics you're not familiar with. For example, I'm planning to create outlines with scripture and arguments for different religious beliefs, such as premillennialism, Mormonism, 70 AD, etc. My main resource uh, will be the archive section of the virtual Bible study. We appreciate that, uh, guest. But uh, that's a good, uh, good comment. Uh, guest says you guys read fast. If you uh, read, if it takes you 10 minutes to do that, it Maybe does 15. take a little longer. Maybe 15. I'm not as fast. As I'm you not. Are. I'm not a real fast reader, but certainly within 15 minutes, you can read those because it's usually. A uh, couple chapters in the Old Testament, uh, one maybe chapter. one chapter in the New Testament, and a psalm. Okay. I mean, so it's not it's not really a long reading. All right. Um, but that's a good uh, – see, this is the benefit of the virtual Bible. So we get people together and start talking, and Chris has uh, prompted uh, guests to uh, – uh, When, when he said do an in-depth study on subjects which you're not familiar with, that's a good idea. For instance, if you're saying, man – 
I've kind of shied away from Revelation because right. Revelation intimidates me. Then make it a a, a, a resolution to say, within this next year, and I'm not going to wait until November to do it, within this next year, I'm going to try to spend more time studying Revelation. I want to feel comfortable with that book. At the end of this, this year, because of the time that I'm going to invest, I want to be able to say that I, I feel like I've got at least a, a reasonable handle on the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, do something like that, or, or uh, as guest in the chat room mentions, you know, do something like premillennialism. If that, if that topic is sort of confusing for you, study it. Man, there's all kinds of resources available to study. All right, uh, guest, uh, his comment, he says 15 minutes is still fast. It takes him 30 to 45 minutes, and I'm, I'm on the slow side with guest. I'll tell you this, 30 minutes, that, you think that's a long period of time. Just don't watch the news tonight. Don't watch the news and, 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 and do some Bible study. It, the, the, you know, the news will go on without you, without you watching it, and it, you'll probably be all right if you don't know what's going on. Why don't you, you, know, you cut, some, cut some things out of your schedule that are just fluff and, and do something like that? Well, that's right, and, and I may be underestimating the amount of time. I never have actually looked at my watch and said, "Okay." That's I'm because to, you're doing it in the morning. You're not awake yet. You don't. <laughs> no, know. no, no, no. That's not true. But uh, uh, it, it may take a little longer than ten or fifteen minutes. But some mornings I know are less than fifteen minutes. Okay. Because uh, the readings are uh, are not always the same length. But uh, do it any way that you can. But I'm I'm like you, Jacob. Anybody who says I just don't have time is not telling the truth. Probably. I mean. Uh, I, I won't make that a categorical statement. I would say in 99% of the cases, a person who says, I'm too busy to spend even a half hour reading my Bible, that's just not true because we waste that much of time easily. Most of us waste that much time watching TV uh, on any given day. Turn off the TV and do it. All right. Well, let's take the final break. When we get back, we need to do you, – you asked for some goals. We've talked about a few. We've, we've got some others we should talk about, personal goals for the coming year. We also need to talk about congregational goals and some goals that the congregation should make and maybe we should make for our part of the congregation's work. We'll talk about that. Maybe uh, we should uh, just go rapid fire when we get back. Just sort of close out the year, close out the program, close out the year's worth of virtual Bible studies with just some rapid fire ideas. Anthony, you can get your ideas ready as well. We'll just rapid fire through them. So at the end of this, we just... Leave our listeners with some things to think about. Maybe they want to incorporate in the coming year. Good deal. All right. We'll take a break, and we go on the other side. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. Enjoying the virtual Bible study? Email a friend during this break and tell them to join in on the discussion. There's more exciting Bible study after this commercial. Hello, everyone. I'm Monty, a member of the College View Church of Christ. So if you've been hearing all about the College View Church of Christ on the virtual Bible study and are interested in finding out more about the church, but you live hundreds of miles away from Columbia, Tennessee, and can't come and visit with the congregation to find out more, there's no reason to fear. After all, we live in the 21st century. Here's what you can do to find out more about the College View Church of Christ. First, why don't you check out our website while you're listening to the virtual Bible study? You'll find important information about the church there, including bulletin articles there on various subjects and can even listen to sermons that have been presented at the College View Church in the past. Secondly, if you have questions about the church or about any Bible teaching, why don't you send an email to us and let us know how we can help. Send your questions to questions at collegeview.com. That address, once again, is questions at collegeview.com. We can even have a personal Bible study with you over email if you desire. And finally, if you would rather talk with someone in person, give us a call at 931-381-4567. That's 931-381-4567. You can call this number anytime. If you don't get an answer, leave a message and we'll call you back as soon as we can. We're glad you're listening to the virtual Bible study and hope to hear from you soon. We're tracking the trends on the virtual Bible study. Almost one in three Americans has been arrested for a crime other than a traffic violation by the age of 23. The 30% arrest rate includes such crimes as vandalism, underage drinking, drunken driving, shoplifting, and drug possession. That's according to the USA Today. Ecclesiastes 12 verse 1 says, Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. We're waiting to hear from you. Call in right now and join in on the virtual Bible study. Now, back to the program. Right, one in three have been arrested. There's three people in the room today. Mm. Which one of it, Which one of you guys is it? 
uh, that was so long ago for me that oh, you don't even, even, they weren't even <laughs> arrested. your record now? They weren't even arrested, people, back in those okay. days. <laughs> All right. All right, so we're going to go rapid fire. We've got about 10 minutes left for the virtual Bible study in 2011. We're going to talk about some personal goals. Personal already... goals. Anthony, what's the first one that comes to your mind? Um, my my big goals uh, surround around being uh, being less selfish and self-centered. That's that's something I think probably everybody. Okay, can all right, but now that's a general one, it Anthony. Is. You got to got you got to come up with some specific uh, applications of that. So I mean, right. I'm not going to put you on the spot, well, but well, you know, I do a lot of baking, so that means you know, if I cut a slice of bread that's a little bigger, I'll give it to to my wife. Oh of wow! Oh, that's oh man! Going above and beyond, everybody. <laughs> yeah, Anthony is quite the bread maker. I, I've I've enjoyed some of that. Uh, we already talked about studying the Bible, and we've talked about a specific way to do that with a Bible reading calendar. Um, how about the idea of manifesting greater love for my brethren? Yeah, that'd be uh, a good one. And, but that's that's vague. That's general. So we got. Uh, how are we going to do it? I, I'm going to do it. I, I can do that by extending hospitality. Right. But I, I can do that by being perceptive of if they have some physical need that I can help address. Right. Or if I sense or they share with me that they're struggling in some spiritual way and I can get directly involved in, in strengthening them. I'm going to show love for my brethren that way. Or maybe I'm just going to be more involved. Maybe send them an email uh, when I know something's going on. Give them a call. Check yeah. and see how they're doing. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but you got to be specific, I think, if you're yeah. going to make the resolution okay. work. All right. Good. Uh, what about uh, just about just my general output for the Lord? I'm, maybe I should make a resolution to, to work harder. Okay, but again, how you, what, what specifics are you going to tie to that? In other words, that's that's great. Yeah, I want to work harder for the Lord, but what? How do I measure that? Well, maybe I see a, a need in the in the congregation that uh, that I can address. Maybe I uh, want to try and uh, spread the gospel more in the workplace. Perhaps. I know I know uh, Jack, uh, who's one of our deacons here, who is in charge of lining up teachers for. Uh, the Bible classes says he is on the ragged edge every quarter. We change teachers every quarter here, and he just has enough to fill the slots. Mm. Well, there are a lot of people here who who are not in that rotation who could be. That'd be a specific way. I'm going to work harder for the Lord, and the way I'm going to do it this year is I'm going to tell Jack, put me in the teacher rotation. But maybe I'm not a teacher. Maybe I need to. Find maybe not. Ways. Maybe not. But yeah. I'm just saying that would be one example. Not everybody's a teacher. Right, a, right. That maybe everybody has skills and abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody does, and so we need to figure out what are my abilities and what needs can I use uh, yeah. to or address with those abilities. Uh, here's another one that I had on the list: sacrifice more time for the cause of Christ. Um, that goes a little bit to the idea that Anthony had about being selfish. One of, one of our problems is selfishness, and I, I get real consumed about pursuing my own interests. I need to, to sacrifice some of that time that I devote to my own interest and devote it to uh, things that will be beneficial for the, the church, for the glory of God. We usually have enough time to get to those hobbies that we really are interested in, and maybe we need to shift some of that time to serving God. And so we give more of our time. We ought to also give more of our material resources as well. You know, that, and that's a really easily measured one. Yeah. I mean, I, I ought, it ought to be pretty easy for me to say this is how much of my money, for instance, I've been contributing, and I could say I'm going to up that. I'm going to up that by 5%, or I'm going to up that by 20% or whatever. I mean, that, that's very measurable. And easily, uh, uh, but uh, these are these are hard financial times, don't you? Know? Well, it may not be realistic. Remember, we talked about being realistic. It may not be realistic to, that you can do that right now, but if you can, you can definitely do that and measure it. Well, I was I was somewhat joking about that because uh, you know every time I go to a restaurant, it's full, um, and the shopping centers have lots of people in them still. And there's we we, we talk about difficult financial times, but uh, maybe we just need to shift uh, some of our financial focus as well. Uh, to serving God more with those. Um, maybe we could uh, talk about uh, some purity. Purity of heart. I, I really, more and more, Matthew 5, 8, really is a meaningful verse to me. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Mm-hmm. Clearly uh, indicating that those who are not pure in heart will not see God. So I need to maintain purity of heart. Proverbs four twenty three: keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Now, again, that that could be that could be a vague uh, resolution if I don't attach something to it which says 
I'm not going to go to any movies that are any worse than G-rated. Right. I'm not going to go to PG. I'm not going to PG-13. I'm certainly not going to go to R. Uh, or there are certain shows on TV. I know what they are. I know what right. those shows are. They're always bad. Every time that they're on, they're dealing with things that are, are vulgar and immoral. I am not going to watch and make a list. I've been I've been looking at this show and that show and these and and I, I actually feel kind of guilty that I've been looking at those shows. And in the new year, I am not going to watch this, 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 and this yep. show. Yep. Be specific, and yep. that, and and that would help you toward your goal of of greater purity of heart. You know, if we if it was in a in a real location, if you if there was some kind of a physical establishment that you were going to, where there was all this sinful stuff, you would have to make a decision. I'm not going to that establishment anymore. Maybe the same thing is true with television programs, with the internet, so on. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17 says, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, says the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. We've got to come out from the world. We've got to get away from the evil influences of the world, as you talked about, uh, being pure. We've got to do that. All right. And uh, finally, I think uh, we need to just uh, say I'm going to work harder, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get rid of that sin that, uh, that's been hanging around way too long. It's been vexing me again and again, and I'm going to finally... Conquer that temptation and sin in my life, and and you name the specific. Name the specific. Don't be vague about. And you that. can do it. First Corinthians okay. chapter ten verse thirteen says, "There's no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it." You can do it, not by yourself, but with God's help. And uh, you need to make that resolution. Anthony here uh, is also in the chat room, and he says. Here's a couple specifics. Give Wednesday night invitations if you're not currently doing it. That's one of the things we do here at College View. We assign different men of the church to give an invitation each okay. Wednesday night. Speak to to the one. In fact, Anthony is our scheduler. And so tell Anthony, I want to get in on that. Put, put my name in the mix or some other act of public worship that you're not currently doing. And also, he says, send cards to the sick. You know, just an email. You mentioned this earlier, Dave. Just an email or a card. Yeah, letting somebody know that you're thinking of them. That's a real boost, and it can be very encouraging. Yeah, it's a, the, the digital age. It's easy to communicate, and we need to use that in positive ways. Now, quickly, the church needs uh, some priorities as yeah. well. Jeff and, had an idea here. And uh, and the church needs to stay focused on, on goals. Yeah, and I, I, our elders try to publish a list of goals every year for the congregation. I think it's good that the leadership spends time thinking about what where they want to take us in service to the Lord. But again, individuals need to be cognizant of those uh, goals and uh, working on them as well. Jeff suggests that uh, churches should be uh, committed to in spreading the word through gospel meetings, uplifting and admonishing through singing and spending time with our brothers and sisters and working on our relationships with our brothers and sisters. All right. Very good, Jeff. Thanks. Uh, I think that uh, we have talked before about priorities uh, that the local church should have. I think our first priority has to be that we're going to be sound in the faith and yes. sound in faith and doctrine. Uh, and you can measure that. In other words, uh, how are we doing in that regard? Are we are we as strong and uh, as devoted and committed to following the authority of the scriptures as we were five years ago, ten years? There's some, I got to tell you, I'm, the things I'm hearing suggest that there's some terrible drift taking place uh, in congregations. Yes. And are we drifting? So no. drive some stakes and say, are we are we moving away from the truth, or are we staying sound? We that's got to be our first priority. Secondly, we've got to we've got to work at maintaining peace uh, in the in the local congregation. Soundness or, or, you know, faithfulness to the truth cannot be sacrificed for peace, but peace also needs to be a goal. Right. We need to work at peace. And then we got to be busy doing things. Jeff suggested gospel meetings and such as that. Uh, the, the congregation should have certain goals. We're going to support preachers here and there. Uh, we're going to do things in the local community like gospel meetings or other uh, venues to try and get the message out to the lost people in our community. Some real uh, specific attainable objectives that we resolve to do for the new year. All right. And the last one is going to take care of itself, isn't it? We do the right things. God will bless us, and we'll grow in the right ways. And that's that's it. Yeah. Uh, in the chat room, Dave G. says, pursue holiness and godliness. And that's that's absolutely right. And it's the, what the we need to pursue do. Pursue is the operative word there. It isn't going to happen accidentally. You're not going to wake up. 
this time next year. Like, oh, I don't know how it happened, but I'm much more godly and holy than I was last uh, year. Dell in the chat room says, one of my goals is to be more constructive with my time with positive results. Use your time better. That's a, that's a, you know, figure out where you're wasting time and say, I'm going to use that waste of time in more productive things. All right. Well, we had a good discussion and, uh, another, uh, opportunity for us to think about what we can do. And I hope that everybody who's listening will make a resolution to say, I'm going to be tuned into the Virgil Bible study every Thursday. That would be a great goal, wouldn't it, Anthony? Yeah, that would be awesome. We'd love to have you out there every every week, every Thursday night. All right. Well, Dad, thank you for the the discussion tonight. Thanks, Jacob. And uh, we'll look forward to talking with you next year. Good. Anthony, thanks for being here. Yeah, see you next year. Yeah, (laughs) be here next year for another edition of the Virtual Bible Study And in the meantime, we encourage you to put God first in your life, study his inspired word of the Bible, and live by it every day. You'll never regret it. Thanks for listening to the Virtual Bible Study, brought to you by the College View Church of Christ. The College View Church of Christ meets at 1618 Hampshire Pike in Columbia, Tennessee. If you are in the Columbia, Tennessee area, we encourage you to worship with the College View Church of Christ on Sunday mornings at 930 and on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. The College View Church of Christ also welcomes you to attend their Wednesday night Bible studies at 7 o'clock. If you have any questions about something that was said on tonight's broadcast or would like more information about the College View Church of Christ, please call 931-381-4567. That number again, 931-381-4567. Or for more information on the internet, visit collegeview.com. Be sure to tune into the virtual Bible study this time next Thursday for another informative study of God's Word.